Bremen left the hospital and his dying wife and drove east to the sea. The roads were thick with Philadelphians fleeing the city for the unusually warm Easter weekend, so Bremen had to concentrate on traffic, leaving only the most tenuous of touches in his wife's mind. Gail was sleeping. Her dreams were fitful and drug-induced. She was seeking her mother through endlessly interlinked rooms filled with Victorian furniture. Images from these dreams slid between the evening shadows of reality as Bremen crossed the Pine Barrens. She awoke just as Bremen was leaving the parkway, and for the few seconds that the pain was not with her, Bremen was able to share the clarity of sunlight falling across the blue blanket at the foot of her bed. Then he shared the quick vertigo of confusion as she thought, only for a second, that it was morning on the farm. Her thoughts reached for him just as the pain returned, stabbing behind her left eye like a thin but infinitely sharp needle. Bremen grimaced and dropped the coin he was handing the toll booth attendant. Something wrong, pal? Bremen shook his head, fumbled out a dollar, and thrust it blindly at the man. Tossing his change into the Triumph's cluttered console, he concentrated on pushing the little car up through its gears while shielding himself from the worst of Gale's pain. Slowly, the agony faded, but her confusion washed over him like a wave of nausea. She quickly gained control despite the shifting curtains of fear that fluttered at the edges of her consciousness. She subvocalized, concentrating on narrowing the spectrum of what she shared to a simulacrum of her voice. Hi, Jerry. Hi yourself, kiddo. He sent the thought as he turned on to the exit of Long Beach Island. Bremen shared the visual, the startling green of grass and pine trees, overlaid with the gold of April light, the sports car's shadow leaping along the curve of the embankment as he followed the cloverleaf down to the road. Suddenly, there came the unmistakable salt and rotting vegetation scent of the Atlantic, and he shared that with her as well. Nice. Gail's thoughts were slurred with the static of too much pain and medication. She clung to the images he sent with an almost feverish concentration of will. The entrance to the seaside community was disappointing. Dilapidated seafood restaurants, overpriced cinder block motels, endless marinas. But it was reassuring in its familiarity to both of them, and Bremen concentrated on seeing all of it. Gale began to relax a bit as the terrible swells of pain abetted. And for a second, her presence was so real that Bremen caught himself half turning to speak to her in the passenger's seat. The pang of regret and embarrassment was sent before he could stifle it. The driveways of beach homes were filled with families unpacking station wagons and carrying late dinners to the beach. The evening shadows carried the nip of early spring, but Bremen concentrated on the fresh air and the warmth of the low strips of sunlight as he drove north to Burnegat Light. He glanced right and caught a glimpse of half a dozen fishermen standing in the surf, their shadows intersecting the white lines of breakers. Monet thought Gail. And Bremen nodded, although he had actually been thinking about Euclid. Always the mathematician. Gail's voice faded as the pain returned. Half-formed sentences 
scattered like the spray rising from the white breakers. Bremen left the Triumph parked near the lighthouse and walked through low dunes to the beach. He threw down the tattered blanket that they had carried so many times to just this spot. A group of children ran past, squealing as they came close to the surf. Despite the cold water and rapidly chilling air, they were dressed in swimsuits. One girl of about nine, all long white legs in a suit a year too small, pranced on the wet sand in an intricate and unconscious choreography with the sea. The light was fading between the Venetian blinds. A nurse, smelling of cigarettes and stale talcum powder, came in to change the IV drip and to take a pulse. The intercom in the hall continued to make loud, imperative announcements, but it was difficult to understand them through the growing haze of pain.